All right, well, good morning. My name is Taylor Clark, and I am the founder of Weapons of Righteousness Ministries, and this is episode 10 of the Bible studies that we've been doing of Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. And in this episode, uh, I kind of prefaced this in the last episode, episode 9, I'm going to be talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and I'm really excited to share with you guys about this uh, this truth that radically changed my life. And I apologize for not getting this out uh, last week. Um, my family and I, we went on a, a small vacation last week and I was planning on doing it before we left and that just didn't happen. So anyway, even though it's a week or two weeks late, uh, I'm excited to share this with you guys. Uh, just to review what we went over in the past previous episodes. So we've been talking about uh, Ephesians 6, 10, and 11, and we got to uh, the first part of verse 12. And uh, we spoke about the wiles of the devil and what the wiles of the devil are, and that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And then that led us into talking about who we are in Christ which is, uh, as I've said before, one of the most important truths that you have to understand as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ. And your first step as becoming a disciple of Jesus, you have to understand who you are in Christ. And I'll just be honest with you guys, this is a truth that you are continually growing in. I am continually growing in this truth every day, every time I open the Word of God, finding out who I am in Christ rather than who I am after the flesh. And real quickly, I'm just going to go over a couple of the points that I've made about who you are in Christ. And some of these I haven't covered in detail, and maybe I haven't mentioned them at all. And we will talk more about these as time goes on as we get to the belt of truth uh, we are going to cover a lot in that section of, of study because uh, it's it's foundational it's the foundational truths of the word of God especially the the breastplate of righteousness that also uh, is talking about who we are in Christ so we will talk about this more as time goes on as we work our way down through the verses uh, in Ephesians, but we've talked about how we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, and that is found in Ephesians 1.13 and then Ephesians 4.30. Uh, then we've talked about how we have been made righteous, uh, referring to 2 Corinthians 5.17, that Jesus, the one who knew no sin, became sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ that we are righteous in our spirits, uh, that we have been made perfect and whole in our spirits. And this is what we have to renew our minds to. We have to renew our minds to who we are in the spirit. We've talked about how we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings, and that's referring to Ephesians 1.3, where Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, talking about past tense, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. This is the in Christ realities that we have to renew our minds to. We've talked about how we've been washed, sanctified, and justified 
by being in Christ. That's found in 1 Corinthians 6.11, that we are redeemed in Christ. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And if you want to look back at what it's talking about, referring to the curse of the law, you can go back to Deuteronomy 28, and that'd be a really good study. And we're going we're gonna to talk about this more as time goes on. Uh, but if you want to see the curse of the law and the curse that Jesus became for us and what that covers, you can go back to Deuteronomy 28. You can also look at the blessings of the Lord. It covers in the first uh, about third of the, or quarter, I guess, first quarter of that book talks about the blessings of the Lord. And then the remaining verses talk about the curses that came with the law. And it says that Jesus bore the curse. And uh, just quickly, the, a lot of the curses refer to sickness and refer to disease and cancer and, and uh, different ailments. That was a result of the curse of the law. If the Israelites disobeyed God, God was saying, this would happen to you. These things would come upon you. And if you go through all of those curses, that is what we have been redeemed from because Jesus bore the curse of the law. He became a curse. That's what Galatians 3.13 is saying. Christ has redeemed us or set us free from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So this moves right on to my next point of we are healed in Christ. In Christ, I am never sick. In Christ, in that sealed, perfect, uh, perfect body, of uh, being in Christ, in the Spirit, I am never sick in my spirit. Uh, we have been healed. First Peter 2.24 says, By whose stripes you were healed. Past tense. Were healed. Uh, talking about the stripes that Jesus endured in his crucifixion as he went uh, to, um, to be hung on the cross. First uh, John 4.17 says, As he is, so are we in this world. And I've talked about this here in the, in the last video. And I know the topic of healing and the topic of uh, uh, that Christ has healed us through his death on the cross, through, re through bearing the curse of the law. I know that that can be controversial. And my point in talking about this is not to be controversial. My point uh, today and, and possibly the, the next uh, episode talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not to be controversial. But these truths changed my life, radically changed my life, radically changed my relationship with the Lord. It didn't really change God's relationship with me. It changed my relationship with the Lord because as I renewed my mind to these truths, I saw freedom in my life. I saw victory. I saw the love of God in a way that I've never seen before. The, the Bible became alive to me to where I I look forward to looking in the Word and finding out who I am in Christ. I look forward to reading the Bible. If I could, I would spend hours and hours reading the Bible and studying about who I am in Christ, about what God has done for me, the promises of God laid out in His Scriptures. Uh, there is gold and there is treasure in the Word of God. And if we get turned on to the Lord, if we see God through the eyes of Jesus, if we look at God and we relate to God through Jesus, 
and we receive his love, we can be filled with the fullness of God. And, and I was just reading that this morning in Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 19. It says that it's through, it's by knowing the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, which surpasses the, the knowledge of this world, our carnal minds, that we may be filled with the fullness of God. Everything from God must be received through knowing the love of Christ. And so as we renew our minds to the, the height, the depth, the width, and the breadth of God's love for us, God's love displayed to us through Christ, we can be filled with the fullness of God. And that's what took place in my, in my life four years ago. Uh, and, and I'll get into that here in just, uh, just a little bit. And just to finish up here, my last point, and this is a short list this is not an all-encompassing list of who, of who we are in Christ and what's been given to us, but we are now seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that's found in Ephesians 2.6. It says, And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So guys, uh, that's just a quick review of what we've looked over in the past couple episodes. And if you'd like more detail on those, you can go back and look at those. And these are going to be brought up again here uh, in, in future episodes as we work our way down through the parts of the armor and equipment that we've been given in Christ. So today's lesson, like I said, is going to be talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And again, I am not sharing this to be controversial. I'm not sharing this to try to argue or debate with anybody. This is from my own personal experience. And as I'm going to share this morning, this is what the Word shows is a part of uh, our um, growing in the Lord. It's a part of our discipleship, becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ, is receiving the baptism or the filling of the Holy Spirit. And I know many of you are probably thinking right now, well, I thought I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I was born again. And this is true. Yes, you were born again in the Spirit. Uh, but there is a baptism in the Holy Spirit that we receive by faith just like we received salvation, the free gift of salvation by faith, by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And so I'm going to, uh, we're going to go to or, sorry, Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, and I just want you to see that there is several baptisms mentioned in the Bible, three specifically. There's three baptisms that a, a, a believer is um, is commanded or urged to uh, um, to be baptized in, and so hopefully uh, by by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be able to explain to this uh, or explain this clearly to where you understand what I'm trying to get across and what the Word says, because this this baptism, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, is when everything changed for me in my walk with the Lord. Everything changed in how I referred uh, to 
to the Bible as far as what what I was receiving from the Word. It was as if, you know, Paul, it talks about when Paul uh, saw the Lord on the, the road to Damascus, he saw the bright light, and then for three days he had scales over his eyes, or he, he was blind. And then Ananias came and laid hands on him, and it says that he, uh, he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and it says scales fell off of his eyes, or things like scales fell off of his eyes. And that's, that's what happened to me, not physically, but spiritually. With me reading the Word, it was as if scales or a covering, a veil was lifted from my eyes, and it was like I was reading a whole new Bible that I had never read before, that God was speaking directly to me through his word. So this is why this is, this is so important for every believer, everybody that is born again. This is, this is the, I guess I could say the, the most important next step in your walk with the Lord is receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if I can just paint a picture for you, many Christians Many born-again believers are walking through life naked, without spiritually naked, without the armor of God on them. Uh, for you law enforcement officers that are listening to this, those of you that are in law enforcement, what if you completed the academy and you, you came to the department to get equipped to go out and to work patrol on the street? And all I gave you was your uniform, showing that you were, you were part of our department. What if I gave, all I gave you was your uniform, no gun, no, uh, um, no baton, no taser, no handcuffs, no pepper spray, uh, no ammunition, nothing. No equipment at all. All I gave you was... Uh, was your uniform, and that's it. And I said, all right, go and enforce the law. Go, go and, and work your shift and en enforce the laws of this jurisdiction. How would you feel? How would, how, wh what kind of a job would you do if that was the case? If you showed up on scenes and you had nothing at all, nothing to... Uh, assist you in effectively performing the, the, the function in enforcing the authority that you've been given. Well, I can tell you right now, a lot of people would get hurt. There'd be a lot of officers that would not be able to effectively enforce their authority. In fact, many people that you were, would be attempting to exercise your authority in front of would not even listen to you. And that's what happens in many believers' lives that have not received the baptism into the Holy Spirit. They haven't been equipped to exercise their authority here on earth, to exercise the, the laws of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. You see, Jesus gave us authority. He, he said, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now go, therefore, implying, now go, therefore, in that authority, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
So this is why the baptism in the Holy Spirit is so important for a believer, because this is, this is where we receive the power. This is where we get equipped through the Word of God, through the Holy Spirit teaching us. And this is how we exercise our authority over, over darkness and anything that's contrary to the Word of God. We have to be equipped, just like we as law enforcement officers have to be equipped to go out and effectively enforce the authority that we've been given to effectively enforce the Code of Virginia. So for those of you that are born again, but yet you, you are lacking power in your life, you are lacking victory in your life, you feel like spiritually you have you have no control over over what happens to you spiritually you have no voice or no authority over the temptations that come against you that you're falling left or in right every single day you're giving into your flesh you're giving into your lust you're giving into the desires of your flesh the desires of your mind the desires of your eyes you're looking at things you shouldn't look at you're listening to things you shouldn't listen to you're watching things and and reading things you shouldn't be reading you're speaking things out of your mouth that you know you shouldn't be saying um, you know I've, I've heard a lot of people say I need to get uh, my cussing under control well through the power of the Holy Spirit in your flesh you can't in your flesh you are weak but by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can control your tongue. It's by the Spirit we put to death the deeds of the body. That's what Paul said in Romans. And so as we, as we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we can put to death the deeds of the body. So this is how we get equipped as believers. This is how we effectively walk in victory in this life, is through receiving the filling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So in Hebrews 6, 1 through 2, it refers to the doctrine of baptisms, which is plural. And I'll just read that real quick. It says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and, e and of eternal judgment. So the writer of Hebrews, many believe the writer of Hebrews was Paul. I believe it, it was Paul. Uh, but the writer of Hebrews is saying that these are the elementary principles um, that the doctrine of baptisms is part of the foundation of a believer. It also mentions the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. That these are, are foundational to, uh, to us as followers of Jesus Christ, and yet I had no idea that there was baptisms. The only baptism that I knew of and that I experienced was water baptism. I didn't really fully understand the baptism that we've been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection. I didn't fully grasp and understand the born-again experience. Even though I was born again, 
I did not understand it fully. And so hopefully I can bring some understanding to that this morning. And I'm not going to finish uh, <laughs> finish this during this episode. Uh, so I will continue this on the next episode as well. So we're going to be finishing up here in just a little bit. So uh, again, there's multiple baptisms. The first baptism, as I've talked about before, is the baptism into the body of Christ. This is what takes place when we are born again. We are baptized into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Our old man dies with Christ, and then we are raised to life in him. The baptizer of this is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that baptizes us into the death of Jesus, that baptizes us into Jesus, the body of Christ. This is said in Romans 6, 3, it says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. So this says that the Holy Spirit is the one that baptized us into Christ. The next baptism is water baptism. Everybody, this is the baptism that everybody uh, who has ever been to church, uh, every born again believer, I would say, um, has heard of. Water baptism is is uh, referred to. Um, I mean, many people think of John the Baptist. He was the one that uh, was baptizing people. The baptism of repentance. So the baptizer in water baptism is another believer, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And many people think it has to be a pastor or it has to be a minister. Really, it has to only be a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, a mature believer in Jesus Christ. And, and I wouldn't even label that as you have to be a mature believer. Um, I would recommend it being a mature believer, but uh, if you are a follower of Christ, you can baptize someone else uh, through water baptism once they are born again. This is a, a command from Jesus in the uh, Great Commission in, in Matthew 28. He says, Go ye therefore into all the world, preaching the gospel, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He never qualifies and says it has to be a pastor. So I've baptized all of my kids, or I, the four older ones that have given their, their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've baptized them in our bathtub. And that was an awesome experience. It does not have to be done by the pastor. Now, if you want it done by the pastor, by all means, go and have the pastor do it. But what I'm saying is we, we have uh, given these jobs to the pastor, elevating them as they're the ones that are only qualified and they're the ones that are the that have the authority to baptize. Jesus said this Jesus gave that command to all believers that we are to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's no qualification that you got to go to seminary. There's no qualification you got to have a four-year bachelor's degree. You just got to be a follower of Jesus Christ to baptize somebody. So I hope that helps somebody. 
Uh, Matthew 28, 19, this is what I was talking about. This is what bap, uh, backs up water baptism. Go therefore, this is a command by Jesus, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the last one is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now this is where things get very controversial for a lot of people. Uh, the baptizer in this is Jesus Christ. And there is a lot of scripture that talks about this. And yet I was never told of this until, I didn't find this out until I was 28 years old, until I had this encounter with the Lord. And, uh, and I started to really seek this out. Uh, in Matthew 3.11, this is John the Baptist uh, talking. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, referring to Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And this is also almost exactly quoted the same in Luke 3.16. In Mark 1.8, Again, it's quoted, John the Baptist is quoted saying, I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In John 1.33, it says, uh, again, quoting John, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending, referring to the Spirit descending on Jesus at, at the water baptism, like a dove, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So as we can see, guys, Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in, in Matthew, it says that he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit and fire. So let's go to Acts 19, 1 through 6. I've only got a couple minutes here. You know, in fact, I'm not going to get into Acts 19, 1 through 6 in this episode. I'm going to save that for the next episode because I think I'm going to go too long if I get into that. Uh, so I want to just, I want to close this video, close this episode here um, by again saying I am not trying to be controversial with this topic. But I realized in my own life, in my own walk with the Lord, that I was missing something. And many of you out there know this deep down inside. You know that there is something missing in, your, in, in this life. That you're not walking in victory. You, you don't see the victory that's mentioned, that's talked about in Scripture. Uh, that we are supposed to be walking in. You don't see the same power that's mentioned in Scripture that we are supposed to be walking in. You don't have a love for the Word of God. And many people won't admit that. But I, I will be 100% honest with you. I did not have a love, a fervent love and passion for the Word of God until I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit by faith. Until I sought this out. Until I desired it in my heart. You know, in Psalms it says that 
God will give you the desires of your heart. And he places these desires in us. And my hope and my prayer through these episodes, talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, will be, be that it, it stirs up a desire within you to receive this baptism. And in this baptism in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift. This was a gift given to us by Jesus Christ, by his love. This is how we receive the fullness of God, that we are filled with the fullness of God by knowing the love of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit was given to us because Jesus loved us. He did not want to leave us as orphans here on this earth when he died and went to be with the Father. He said, it is better for me to die and to leave and go to the Father so that I can send you the Helper, the Holy Spirit. And he said that he will lead you and guide you into all truth. It talks about in, uh, man, I don't want to misquote this. I believe it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It talks about how it is the Spirit that lifts the veil that, have, that has been placed over, over the eyes of, uh, of those in the world. It's the Spirit that is the, the Spirit of truth that reveals and declares to us what we have been given in Christ. So guys, I just, I, I want you to be open to hearing this. I don't want to cause any, um, anybody to uh, get offended, but if you do get offended, know that that is not my intention. That's not the reason why I'm sharing this. My, I'm sharing this because I want you guys to grow and become disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and to walk in victory and power and to experience the victory that I've experienced, to experience the love of God's word that I've experienced and to grow and become weapons of righteousness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that can only be done through the power and work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So I pray that you were blessed by this episode today. In our next episode, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get into Acts 19, 1 through 6. We're going to get into why it's so important to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is and then how to receive it in this next episode. So I'm just going to close in prayer real quick and then we will go, uh, I will, uh, I'll, uh, See you on the next episode, I guess. So anyway, I'm going to close in script or uh, close in prayer here. Father, I thank you so much for your blessings. I thank you, Lord, for this time that I've been able to share, Lord. I pray that people have been blessed by this and encouraged by it, Lord, and that a desire to receive you, to receive your baptism in the Holy Spirit, would be growing within them. I believe that's taking place, Lord. I speak safety over each and every one of those watching this, Lord. Uh, blessings and health over them in their life, over them and their families. I thank you for them. And Lord, I thank you for the good future you have for them. Thank you for blessing this day today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. Have a blessed day.